You're listening to Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul with Ramsey Bergeron. Hi, it's Ramsey Bergeron. Thank you for joining me today. Today is, gosh, May 24th, 2023. A lot to catch up on. My uh, topic today is going to be imperfect action and why imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but first, a lot to catch you up on. I just got back uh, earlier, I guess, gosh, middle of last week from Kona, went out to Hawaii for a week to train. I'm doing a race in Florida next month, a 12 and a half mile swim race around Key West. And uh, I signed up for this race because, well, it scares the hell out of me. And I wanted to do something different and something to challenge myself. And since there's no ocean in Arizona, I went out to Hawaii to train there. And a friend of mine, Marcus, he uh, lives in Orlando. He's going to be my kayaker because every swimmer in the race has a kayaker that accompanies them in the race. So he came out there with his girlfriend and, you know, he and I tried to, to figure out how I'm going to get nutrition because it's going to be about seven hours in the water. And I, I'm sharing that because, well, one, it, it happened and it was fun, but it also really kind of ties in with what I want to talk about today. Why imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. So what do I mean by that? So, you know, usually I used to I used to always want things to be perfect before I would even start. And I remember when I first started my coaching business and I was going to do a podcast and I was going to go live and do these live YouTube videos. I wanted everything to be flawless before I would even start. I'd want to have the script mapped out. I'd want to have these overlays done for the YouTube thing. It ended up taking months before I got started. And when I'm look, thinking about this uh, this race that I'm doing in Florida, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, to be honest. I've never swam that far in my life. The furthest I've swam generally has been in the Ironman. The Ironman swims only 2.4 miles. So that's part of why I went to Kona. I said, you know what? Let's get out there, figure this out. I don't know how Marcus is going to get me nutrition. We didn't really have a plan in place. We came up with something. We're like, all right, well, we're going to tie rope around these water bottles and he's going to be in the kayak and he's going to throw them to me and I'm going to get nutrition out of it and then he's going to reel it back in. Was it a perfect plan? It was not a perfect plan, but we at least gave it a shot. The first day we tried it, he'd throw me the water bottle, he would reel it back in and we recognized that that wasn't going to work because he couldn't paddle while reeling in this rope and I'm continuing to swim and I have to follow him in the kayak because he's going to be the person that knows where we're going and he's kind of setting the sights. So that plan didn't work, but we didn't know it until we tried it and it wasn't perfect, but we gave it a shot and we learned so much from it. We went back out there, we're like, all right, what if we use a shorter rope? And we, we decided the shorter rope wasn't going to work because I'm going to need to be able to pull it. Um, and if, if it's taut against the boat, then it's going to alter my swim. So we decided, you know what? Let's just not even use a rope. And he would just throw me the bottle and I would throw it back. What do you know? That ended up working a lot better. We didn't know that until we started experimenting and trying. And that's why imperfect action is so important because that is how you learn. Because... There is no perfect action. So how often in your life do you not even begin something because it's not perfect or it, it's not where you want it to be? I started a, uh, a free Facebook group. And for those of you that want to join a free community to, um, to meet like-minded people and get some of this, uh, you know, my, um, interact with me on a more regular basis, it's a Facebook group called Shape Your Change. And I'll put the link to it in the show notes. But I wanted to do a challenge to get people 
kind of excited and to help them get get started with their their growth. And so I had something called Mindful May. I came up with it April 30th. And initially there was a part of me that said, well, you can't launch this tomorrow because you got to plan this all out and you want to have all these graphics and social media stuff done. And I thought, well, it's Mindful May. It starts tomorrow. Let's just put this out there. Let's see who wants to do this. And I'm just going to go for it. And it really resonated. People were excited about it. Even though it started the next day, I shared it. And those people shared it with other people. And within a week, I had over 140 people in the group. And it's really become a fantastic community in a very short amount of time. Had I waited till it was perfect, I would have never started. Or maybe I would have started it in June and momentum would have been lost. And like if I didn't strike whenever I was excited about it, I would come up with 100 excuses as to why not even do it. And what it was going to be is it was going to be for the month of May to help people learn how to start meditating. And the first week of May was five minutes. Just meditate five minutes a day. Second week, 10 minutes a day. Third week, 15 minutes a day. And the fourth week of May, which we're in now, 20 minutes a day. And it got off to a fantastic start. A lot of people were really dialed in. The five minutes a day was very doable for them. And then we got to 10 minutes and some people were still on. They're like, yeah, you know what? Okay, 10 minutes isn't that bad. And then... As we got to week three and we rounded that corner, people started kind of dropping off. When looking as, as to why, they, some people didn't allocate the 15 minutes. And so they thought, well, then why the hell even bother? Because they were wanting it to be perfect. Like, you know what? If I can't do 15 minutes uninterrupted, then why even bother? I'm not even going to do it. And how that prevents us from moving forward in our life. What is it that you're avoiding in your life? Something that you may want to do, a risk you want to take, an experience you want to have that you're not pulling the trigger on because situations aren't perfect or ideal. I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of people, uh, especially my clients that have children, they, they talk about this concept a lot when they talk about having children, that you're never ready. You, you never, everything is never perfect for you to be ready to, to bring a child into this world and raise them. Well, that's when imperfect action comes into play. Even if you can't be the perfect parent, are you being a parent? Are, are you not a parent, like a parent? It's a parent if you're being a parent. So what are you doing to, uh, to learn? Because that's what really this is about. If we talk about the concept of what you know, like perfect action is, let's talk about the word perfect. And I think I've talked about this in other episodes. I know I talk about this in my presentation. If we look at uh, the analogy of perfection, and we were to use a football team as an example, because um, the, a perfect season in football is never losing a game. And that doesn't mean that your quarterback throws every pass for a touchdown and you always sack the other quarterback and run it back for a safety. People can still get hurt on your team. You can, uh, you can have people um, be, be really injured. The other team can score a lot of points. So what does perfection even mean? It, it's an imaginary concept and when we hold ourselves to an imaginary standard before we get started, we never experience life. So whenever you don't try to learn something, then you don't experience it. So let's talk about when you do take imperfect action, what does it mean? And how can we embrace imperfect action? So one thing to do is to look at what you're accomplishing with curiosity. So like, for example, my race in Florida, it's like, all right, well, what could I learn from this? What, what could be part of this experience? 
Instead of wanting it to be perfect, look at it like it's a learning lesson. Like I'm, like I'm taking a class. I'm in the school of life. And if something doesn't go as planned, what did I learn? It's a concept I've talked about before, which is are we focused on the lesson or the loss? I know when COVID first happened and I was still a personal trainer and gym shut down and I was like, all right, well, what the hell do I do? I remember I, I, I was like, all right, well, I'll start training people in my yard. And at the time, trying to find free weights to use was an impossibility. I ended up paying three and a half times retail for one set of adjustable dumbbells. But before that, I live in Arizona. I've got a desert scape yard. So I started weighing rocks in my yard, seeing how much they weighed, put them on a scale, and then I wrote with nail polish on the rock how much it weighed. And I would use recycling, recyclable grocery, grocery bags, like those cloth bags, uh, put, put rocks in it of certain weight and had my clients curl those or bench those. It was like, all right, well, this isn't perfect, but it's what we've got. So whenever you embrace imperfect action, you're, you're operating from a more creative space, looking for solutions instead of excuses. Because when we're waiting for that perfect inaction, nothing happens. You know, it, it, it ends up, if, especially if you have paralysis by analysis, you don't know what to do, you're frozen, then what would happen in a year from now if you didn't take any action? Are you okay being in the exact same spot you're in right now, one year from now, or five years from now? And you may say, yes, yeah, life is comfortable. All right, well, do you wanna have any new experiences? Do you want to grow? Because that's what imperfect action leads to, just by taking those chances. You know, I'm, I'm shifting gears a little bit in regards to my business. I'm doing a lot more online courses, and that's why I have that free online community on Facebook. And I'm doing a class coming up June 6th on energy. Those of you listening who have taken my ELI, the Energy Leadership Index, it's essentially a workshop on the ELI. So if, if you know anybody that hasn't taken it, it would be a great opportunity to recommend it to them to, to give it a shot. But I haven't offered this before in a non-corporate format. I've never offered it online as a group debrief to review people's results that aren't all part of the same organization. And as I was putting it together, I wanted it to be perfect. And I redid the landing page like nine times and sent it out to my friends. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And eventually I said, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch the page. I know the material. Like per perfect is an illusion. It's going to be the, the best course that, uh, that I know I can make it. And I just have to trust the process. Otherwise, I wouldn't launch it. I wouldn't do anything. And then where the hell would I be? Another way to help think about what to do to help counter imperfect action, think about what is the worst that could happen? Like realistically, what's the worst that could happen? If my landing page wasn't just right for the website, what's the worst that can happen? All right, maybe someone doesn't sign up for the class because the, I didn't word it right. Okay, well, if that's the worst that can happen, I'll learn. All right, well, what can I do next time to tweak this? In your life, if you take a risk, what's the worst that could realistically happen? And often we find out that it's fear that's behind not taking imperfect action. We're so scared of something that's imaginary that might happen when the reality is it's probably not going to happen. 
I can't remember who said it. I, I heard a quote on uh, YouTube not too long ago that really resonated with me, that both faith and fear are imaginary and don't exist in the present moment. Which one are you relying on? Are you relying on faith or are you relying on fear? Which one gives you more power? Which one will help lead you to the life that you want to live? So I'm going to encourage you to take imperfect action. If you can't meditate 20 minutes today, that's fine. What about five? And if something happens in, in a thought enters your head during those five minutes, that's fine. Acknowledge it. It's a thought. Come back to the breath. You're never going to have perfect meditation. That's kind of the point of meditation is to just have awareness of what's going on. So stop telling yourself excuses as to why you can't start something and just start and learn along the way. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. And again, if you want to join my free Facebook community, the group is called Shape Your Change. So Facebook group called Shape Your Change. It's a completely free group. And if you're interested in learning how stress affects how you show up in the world, my class on understanding stress and perspective, which goes over the concepts of the ELI, go to bergeronwellbeing.com slash stress. That's bergeronwellbeing.com slash stress. For information on my personal or executive coaching, or if you would like to have me be a speaker at your next event, please visit my website at www.bergeronwellbeing.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, and please leave a comment to let me know your thoughts or about any future topics you would like me to cover.